This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Rock Shaped Like Your Parents. They'll say yes to you sleeping over at Jimmy's house Friday night. Rorschach's Journal, October 12th, 1985. Dog carcass in alley this morning. Tire tread on burst stomach. This city's afraid of me. I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the trains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up around their waists. And all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, Save us. And I'll whisper, No. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that believes they could beat up Dr. Manhattan. I'm Zach. <laughs> and I'm Frank. And today we are here to do Watchmen. My one of two films that I actually like from Zack Snyder. Hey, the Justice League was pretty good. The I, Snyder Cut. I didn't watch the Snyder I did. Cut. Was it actually good? Listen, I am not a superhero. Like, mm. if if I am going to be a superhero person, it's going to mm. be like this style of superhero film. Yeah. Um, and... I thought the Justice League was okay. <laughs> I mean, it is well, I mean, that's, four hours long. That's, it was long, that's but better I happened than it being to be shit. I was fucking quarantined mm-hmm. because I got exposed to COVID, mm-hmm. like right when it got released, and it was like HBO Max, the Snyder <laughs> cut of it, and I was like, well, I have nothing else to do with my life, so mm-hmm. let me just do that. And I watched it, and I have to say that yeah, it was still pretty messy, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was better than the other one. Well, yeah, because like I went that to one see, was awful. yeah, I saw the original one, and I was like, wow, they just crammed everything yeah, into this. Yeah. Plus the comedy like never landed; oh, and, it was terrible. It was who was that? Josh Sweeten, right? Like fucking yeah. awful. Um, I, it, it was fine, and three hundred is really cool. Yeah, three hundred is <laughs> good. But then there's this movie, and then there's the Watchmen. there's Watchmen. So Watchmen came out in two thousand nine, directed by Zack Snyder. You have a pretty good cast, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think you have like a solid cast of people in this. Um, your main people are going to be Jackie Earl Haley, who plays Rorschach, Malin Ac- Ackerman, who plays the Silk Spectre, Billy Crudup, who plays Dr. Manhattan, Patrick Wilson, who plays Night Owl, my boy Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays the comedian, and then Matthew Good, who plays Ozymandias. And that's like your main like bread and butter. Like that's your cast. Like you have a couple of like the off-branded ones of, like, the mother and then, like, Maurick, something like that. Or yeah. the the weird, like, supervillain, but not really. Right, yeah. Um, but that's, like, your main cast that, like, meet the criteria for everything. And if you don't know what Watchmen is about, this is a film set in 1985 where former superheroes exist and the murder of a colleague sends a vigilante Rorschach on this giant investigation to uncover something that could completely change the course of history as we know it and that's the imdb description it's a lot more than that this movie has got a lot going on it does (laughs) and i i will say again i think this is kind of like this was a perfect time that this movie came out in my opinion like 2009 we were so fucking flushed with like the the Batmans and and like the Supermans and like the Marvel Cinematic Universe like starting to get going and it was just like your same run of the mill style of superhero films and this kind of what I liked about it originally was that it grounded a lot in reality like yes you have Doctor Manhattan who is an actual superhero to an extent more of a god he's a god yeah he's a he he literally should not lose right and that's my issue but like it it kind of grounds everything in reality and makes it more 
of this kind of like investigative style film. Like almost a noir style film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rorschach's whole thing is definitely like a neo noir yes. type style uh, character. He's he's cool though. I like him a lot. Yeah, he is definitely top tier in terms of yeah. like the characters in there. I will say though that I do think that this movie was a little bit ahead of its time. Probably similar to when the graphic novel got released. Mm-hmm. Um, just because this movie it would would kind of be in the same realm as I've never watched it, but from what I've heard, it seems like it. Um, the TV show, the boys, yeah, which is kind of like your anti-heroes, but they are superheroes, but they're kind of dicks. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what the watchmen are. I mean, yeah. none of them have superpowers really mm-hmm. besides, um, Dr. Manhattan, right? He's like the only one that actually, the other guys are just like, they're just people. Yeah, they're just people. They're just masked fighters who go mm-hmm. out and, and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I liked I, I thought that this movie was really ahead of its time when it when it came to the idea of like taking a superhero and making them not clean. Yeah. Right? Like the comedian is obviously a like, bad guy. Yeah. Like right? he is a villain. And I hate and I hate saying it because he's he's a villain, but man, I really like him. I know. And like I hate it because he's literally a rapist. I know. But like <laughs> uh, And a I murderer just, yeah. of like pregnant women. Yeah, but I he's just so fucking cool though. Well, that's at the, the thing. same that's time. The thing. I literally think it's because of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That, oh like, yeah, he's it, literally it perfect it. casting. Exactly. Like if I was um attracted to men that is the kind <laughs> that is the kind of man that i would be attracted to like mm-hmm. he's just so manly looking yes. he's got a great jawline an excellent mustache oh yeah great head of hair mm-hmm. on him he just looks so masculine the forearms yes. are so big i'm like what a fucking man when they were in vietnam like that flashback oh, yeah. and he had the mustache yeah. and like the slick back hair but like the one string yeah oh down, just so I was good like, my god Cigar in his mouth take I'm me like, now yeah please <laughs> so good yeah he's very handsome but yeah like i think like again doing it more of like this investigative style like this very noir like whodunit situation in the beginning was a smart route to go in terms of creating a superhero story because up until the batman came out like recently like we never got that for a superhero film there was never like an investigative like noir film yeah and it can be done right this is proof that it's done right yeah and i think you have to chalk that up too to like alan moore's writing for the graphic novel right which apparently i haven't read it all entirely Mm -hmm. i read you you lent me lent it Mm -hmm. to me i think i gave it back to you yeah you uh i didn't read it all um it's definitely different than the graphic novel. Like mm-hmm. the film is definitely different and it takes, it kind of is going in a different direction than I think Alan Moore's original graphic novel. Like I think Zack Snyder kind of had his vision of like what the movie should be because he's trying to release it to a general audience. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't exactly follow everything to a T. No, no. I'm pretty sure. Except for the actual reason for the ending, I think this is almost like panel for panel, shot for shot. From the research I've done, it's not. I mean, they cut out, like, I mean, if you get, like, the uh, director's cut that we were talking about, like, you get that, like, comic book inside the comic book. Oh, right, yeah. Um, But other than that, like, I do believe, like, it actually is, like, Eh, panel for panel. Same as uh, V for Vendetta. I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, uh, well, I I can't I can't say a hundred percent. But I watched like this big long video on it, and they were like saying that it was pretty different mm-hmm. than like people who are like diehard Watchmen fans, mm-hmm. like the graphic novel wise. Like Zack Snyder was not exactly trying to 
um, like those people who are expecting to get that out of it isn't they probably wouldn't be super happy with it. Hmm. But again, I haven't exactly read. I haven't read it all, so I can't tell you yes or no. Okay, um, that's weird because I did read it and I was like, this is exactly the same. <laughs> but what, how but long ago did you read it? Yeah, it's like, like that's it's, that's it's, the thing, you know? Right? It's like it's <laughs> like oh yeah, I remember all of this, but it's like, do you really? And your memory's not a very uh, memory's a fickle thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I will say that I think that this is probably Snyder at his best. Absolutely. Um, this was the reason why I started like noticing Zack Snyder. Yeah, I think that this is the movie that really kind of... I don't know. Did 300 come out before this? I think so. I, I think it did. Um, this movie is definitely Snyder at his best. It still kind of has the classic Zack Snyder yes. things about it that make Zack Snyder... Like, you either love him or hate him. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say that I do think that... The plot is a little difficult to follow because of what exactly it's like. the The plot is Rorschach mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going on, like who's killing the Watchmen. Yeah, but there's like a big chunk in the middle where that's just like completely abandoned, and then yeah. you're kind of just doing other things. And again, I'm not. I didn't. I don't dislike it, but I do think that the plot starts getting a little too loose. And, and a little too uh, just expansive. No, I agree. And it's probably just because you're trying to fit an entire graphic novel into a two-hour, you know, two-and-a-half-hour film, and it's just, like, it's not possible. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, because, like, there is a lull in the middle where it's, like, especially after you get, like, all these flashbacks of, like, who the characters are, which I do enjoy, because, like, it is a digestible way to, like, understand the characters and build kind of, like, character development in a sense um but there is this lull like in the middle where now it's just like oh they're trying to like you know become superheroes again in a sense and like the whole thing with rorschach getting like locked up in jail while it's cool it does divert the story a little bit and you kind of forget halfway through it then that like oh this is still a mystery film (laughs) right in a sense um i do i do agree to like Zack snyder I thought it was a one-off when I first saw this movie, but, like, he does it, like, way too much in everything, and it it kind of, like, is balanced in a sense in this film, but, like, he uses slow-mo way too much. He uses a lot of it. Uh, again, I think that uh, it's better in this movie. Yes. Like, it, he, I think that he's kind of firing on all cylinders, and mm-hmm. this is before he start he like went too far mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah with like overdoing things with like crazy shallow depth of field yeah. and like ridiculous slow-mo like i think that there is a healthy balance of it and i think that when it is executed in the movie it's justified yes i mean um, i i even mentioned that when we did the episode of like favorite um opening title sequences is like this was one of my favorites it's incredible yes it, it is such a great way to like showcase a story of like you know the past versus the present, and using Bob Dylan's uh, "The and Times lit- They Are and Changing." It's the, it's the entire song. Yes, and it's not a short song. No, it's <laughs> like it's like a five minute song. Yeah, yeah. But like it still opens up really well and like gives you an idea of like what the world is like at this point. Yeah, and I do think that it adds to this whole thing where it's like right off the bat you understand like there's the glory days and then there's the gritty reality of what we face now. Yeah, and I think that was a cool idea. Um, yeah. I I do think that the soundtrack is really great in this film. I think that it's really good, but it's also like, like something I when I was watching it, I'm just like, wow, we're just we're using 
all of the classic tracks. Like they're oh, yeah. great. They're great tracks, mm-hmm. but they've. It, it's like, of course, you're going to use that yes. track. <laughs> I mean, Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower fits perfectly with when they're. But at they are. The fo- but yeah, you can't yes. deny it. Like it's a great. It's a great soundtrack, and the music is always fitting. Mm-hmm. But it's also like you know, the most surface level tracks that mm-hmm. you could get. There's no like deep cuts, no. you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe Bob Dylan's, but like, even that yeah. is like, eh, it's still like, oh, that's a pretty well-known Bob Dylan. Exactly. Song. Like that is, if you're going to know anything from Bob Dylan, <laughs> it's literally that song. <laughs> so it's like, all right. Yeah. But, it, but they, I mean, again, they're all great tracks. So mm-hmm. like the soundtrack is still really good, but it's yeah. just like, it's like, you know, it's like one of those, uh, nothing but the hits, yes. you know, it's just yeah. like, that's what you, that's what you got, mm-hmm. it, but it works. It's great. Yeah. I, I also wanted to talk about, too, like, the idea of the flashbacks that I brought up earlier, like, okay. to give the character development yeah. of characters. Um, I think it is, in a sense, like, a really good way, at least in this film, to kind of, like, tell you who the characters are. Um, I think it's the easiest way because, like, they are vigilantes that are no longer allowed to, like, stop crimes. So right. it's, like, it's, like, you, against the law, right? Yeah, so you can't showcase that now like with them at, in the beginning at least yeah. so like it's easier to show in flashbacks and one that i noticed that was really really cool was when you get uh dr manhattan's flashbacks of oh, like yeah. how he became what he is yeah i love the fact because in everybody else it's a very like straightforward timeline and his jumps around a lot and i think that was an interesting way to showcase that like because of how like godly he is and how like time is meaningless like matter is irrelevant yeah it's a cool way to showcase that like you know time doesn't move differently for him like he has these sparks of memories but like it was perfectly said too it's like walking through like a fog and seeing a shadow like he's not really noticing it yeah it's kind of just like he picks and chooses like oh this i remember this i remember but in the grand scheme of life, it does not matter. <laughs> it's it's really crazy. Yeah. I do have a problem with the fact that he should just win. Like, he immediately should just win. Well, do you feel like he loses? In a sense. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, where do you start with this movie? There's so much. I know. And it's so, like, massive. But the opening... The opening scene mm-hmm. with the killing of the comedian, I think, is incredible. It's top notch. It really is. Mm-hmm. Again, like to me, that is Snyder like at his best. Mm-hmm. The editing is perfect. He's yes. he is so good in this movie at framing the fucking scenes mm-hmm. for, for, for the action scenes. Yes. Because there's not a lot of action scenes, mm-hmm. but the ones that you get are like just fucking perfect yes you get to see everything i know it's not like close-up shots where it's a shaky camera no and you don't have a lot of jump cuts like Mm -hmm. where you don't know what the hell's going on it's just like the prison hall scene is awesome like you understand the fact that these actors actually trained to fight like it's not a thing where it's like oh well like you know we gotta we gotta get a fight scene but you don't know how to fight so let's just cut it together yeah like you actually see them fight yeah, and like when when a uh, night owl and who was it, Silk Specter? Mm-hmm. She they're in like the alleyway. Yes, and they get you know, and they just like beat up the thugs. And man, he Zack Snyder decides to not hold back no. with the gore. Yeah, like we which get to is see really bone cool cracking. for me, which I really appreciate <laughs> mm-hmm. always. Um, obviously, I think like, similar to what we were saying earlier about like the whole idea of him kind of being ahead of his time with this movie, like. 
no other movie, no other superhero movie is doing it. No, no other superhero movie was showing you the brutality like this movie was was right. Like yeah. your X Men's, your you know the Dark Knights and all that. Like you understand that Batman is punching somebody in the face and mm. whatever, but you never actually see a broken bone. Yes, and you, never you never see a bloody person like mm-hmm. beaten to a pulp, but. No, we're going to show you Silk Spectre stabbing a guy in the throat with yes. a knife. Like, <laughs> and up close, too. You yeah. see everything. Right. We're going to show you... or uh, What's that? What's the, the little guy's name in the prison? Oh, it I was, can't remember. Oh, his, fuck. I can't, it whatever. was like Big Trouble or something what, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, you, we're going to show you one of his henchmen getting their mm-hmm. arms cut off. That we're going to show you scene. Rorschach throwing oil, like mm-hmm. boiling oil on a guy's face. Yeah. Like... The fucking gore and 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 again, like, there's not a lot of action in this movie. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. to call it a superhero movie, because they're not. This is like them at the end of their like you know. Yeah, they they are kind of like in their later years of vigilantism. Right, and again, they're not even allowed to be doing it, so mm-hmm. it's like they're they're kind of done. But the action that you get, I think all the action scenes are great. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. I think I think they're they really are good. Exactly. I mean. I feel like we almost have to like talk about each character. Yeah. A little bit. Like obviously comedian is what sets up everything. He is again yeah, he, just perfect casting. Yeah. Um perfect character in terms of like you understand that he knows that the world is corrupt and he knows it's a joke and he's just laughing along to it. And that's why like it's so cool like the quote of like, you know, once he realized that the world is a joke being the comedian is the only thing that made sense. Yeah. Do you think that he uh, deserved like, it? Well, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly yes. he does. Um, but do you feel like the comedian was truly, really like regretting his like what he did back in like Vietnam and whatnot? Because you get those scenes that where you're almost not expecting it, right? Like, mm-hmm. There's that one guy who's dying of cancer, that guy with like the elf ears. I don't yeah. remember his name. That but, was like Morik. But or something. he, you know, he is telling a story to Rorschach about how the comedian broke in and was like sobbing, mm-hmm. and like they show you a flashback of what happened, and and he's saying like how much he regrets everything, and he's like, you know, I it was war, things were different back then, and he and and he's asking like for his mother's forgiveness, and he's mm-hmm. like really sobbing, and it's kind of a very it's kind of like a really out of pocket moment for the comedian because the whole movie you're just seeing him be this truly ruthless human Mm -hmm. and killing like what like we said right like pretty much raping uh silk the original silk specter yes right her mom Mm -hmm. um and then it, it gets it gets uh intervened by uh the knighthood or whatever the guy's uh, name is Oh God! I the remember the original. Him. Like, what is it? The Minutemen? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, they were the Minutemen. They were originally like um, the guy with like the fu- rope hooded justice. Hooded justice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I did look a little bit yeah. into like them. So the hooded justice, like you know, intervenes, and that's the only reason why mm-hmm. the original Silk Spectre does not get uh, raped. Uh, he he shoots um the the the, the pregnant v- woman, yeah, the Vietnamese lady in in the bar, which is one of my favorite scenes. It's a great scene specifically because of the whole dr manhattan yes. conversation that hap- that happens so like i don't know it's just to watch him be so ruthless and to shoot like the protesters mm-hmm. and just to to not care and to like literally be laughing like while yeah. he's doing it and then to see him like sobbing about like kind of wanting forgiveness about it i don't know it's like 
I do. I want like why? Why did we get to that point? Yeah, I do feel like we got where he got to a certain age where he realized, like you know, the world that he made wasn't like the best, and he didn't make the best decisions for it. Yeah, I do think that like he actually was starting to feel remorse. I think so too. I think that I just wish that there was. I wish that that was fleshed out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I wish that. We got more comedian. Yes. I mean, we got a decent amount for the man being dead and the reason why. Yeah, for sure. But I still would like more, A, because he's probably my favorite character in the movie. Mm -hmm. So I just want to see him more on screen. Yeah. Um, But I think that, you know, kind of fleshing out like the turning point for him in his life. Mm -hmm. Like, is it just a simple fact that he's older now and like similar to like, you know, a lot, uh, you know, somebody in your life that, that starts getting older and older people tend to start getting like more religious towards the end of their life. Yeah. It's like. Because they know that the end is coming. Yeah, so it's like, is that kind of a similar thing that's I happening so, with yeah. him? Is it just that he's simply just gotten older and he's just like reflecting on everything? And it's, yeah. he's having like nightmares at night because I, I would just like to see more. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. No, I know. Um, Rorschach is definitely like a second. Rorschach is, <laughs> Rorschach is so... Interesting. He, I like Rorschach a lot. Mm-hmm. He's... He's super intelligent but also like kind of talks like a neanderthal like mm-hmm. he's he doesn't use all of all of the words that you would normally yeah. use to like he, complete he a sentence. points things yeah um but i do like him a lot i like the mask his max is yes. really cool super cool like i think especially too for like 2009 like it's a really cool effect yeah it looks good and everybody wanted that like after it came out yeah like, you i can, remember that yeah. i remember i remember there was like the heat activated yes. one where you would pull it over your face and when you would breathe it mm-hmm. would like turn into different shapes and whatnot I'm like that's pretty fucking cool yeah he he's really cool like you do get it where it's like he's literally just kind of like this he, he's just a fucking like investigator he's a yeah. he's a private eye yeah that's what like, he is but he's willing to kill yeah um and then you get like the backstory of like him like when he decided like you know his actual identity is no more and he's just Rorschach now yeah because he's he's the only one that's still hanging on to mm-hmm. like the idea of being a watchman right? yes like he's the only guy who's kind of fully lost himself in it and the man behind the mask is no longer there yes which is interesting too when you bring up the fact of like you know he saw like the original Minutemen and like one of them being mothman who like was brought to a psychiatric ward because he went insane yeah and how most of them end up with like a split personality disorder and it's like you kind of succumb to that too like you right. don't believe in your human form anymore really yeah yeah <laughs> Night Owl, I'm like lukewarm I, on. I, yeah, Night Owl. Same kind thing of like, also with Silk Spectre. Yeah, and I the mean, sex scene between them is awful. Oh, it's so awkward. It's so it's long cringe and best. like it's just unnecessary. Yeah, I do think beside like the idea of like Silk Spectre's like story with Doctor Manhattan yeah. is interesting. The whole thing of like the comedian being her father. I could take it or leave it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's there. Like you have it planted, but you can also kind of piece that together in the first like 30 minutes of the film. Yeah. Um, Night Owl, same thing. I'm kind of like lukewarm on him. He's just a kind of like nerdy Batman. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he kind of had like a little bit of money. He made way more shit than he should have with a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, And he just kind of like seems like a dork until he puts on the gear and then it's like, oh, he can actually do shit. (laughs) He's okay. Yeah, he's fine. Um, And like, I don't know, again, it's it's interesting to see, to to make a... of superhero film when the superheroes are no longer superheroes. Yeah. Like watching all these guys in their prime, mm-hmm. that would be kind of what you would think yeah. the Watchmen would be about. 
but right? that would be like every other movie. Right. Then. And that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, you're kind of left with some characters who, again, I mean, they're all unique and they all kind of have their own thing, but yeah, you're right. Like seeing night owl, uh, you know, run around in his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, okay, like mm-hmm. you're just, yeah, you're kind of just a, like a dork. Yeah. That's what you are. <laughs> like surprising that you got the girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ozymandias. Yeah. So this, so he's the guy, he's considered what the most like intelligent man on the yes. earth. Yeah. And he's, he's so fast that he can stop a bullet. <laughs> and he's just insane, man. Like the, the, the plot of the film is really like, you know, Hey, the uh, the Watchmen are being killed off one by one. Who is doing this? Mm-hmm. And then we, of course, find out that Ozymandias is the one who's doing it. But it's because he's trying to frame Doctor Manhattan mm-hmm. for killing um, a bunch of people with like this nuclear kind of blasting that happens, yeah. which then in turn will get the U.S and Russia to come together mm-hmm. because they're on the brink of nuclear war with one another. It's a lot. <laughs> it is like, it is when you say it out loud, it is kind of like convoluted because it's like you take like such a small thing of who's murdering superheroes. And then it becomes literally like Ozymandias planted that. So then it would lead Rorschach to not look at what he's doing. And he had to build this thing to stop Dr. Manhattan from looking into the future So in that way, he could build what they thought was something to stop the Russian war, but it was really just bombs to mimic Dr. Manhattan's ability. Right, yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. But he wins. Like, one of... I've said this before. Ozymandias is one of the few supervillains that actually gets the job done. Like, he, he got from point A to point B clean as a whistle. Is he... But he was part of the Watchmen, right? Yeah. And is he technically considered a villain? I don't know. In like the universe, because no. He, I mean, I get. I, I mean, guess he's he's the type of guy similar to like Rorschach, where it's like he's willing to murder innocent people for the greater good. Yeah. Like yes, you know, kind of like the whole idea of like you can't you know make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Yeah. Like, we're going to save the world from nu- from nuclear destruction, but you know, a city, a city of people has to be killed for it. So you sacrifice a city for the Mm. entire world. Yeah. I get it. I get it too. I'm with it. Like, again, like you have to have that character that like you understand what their thought process is. Yeah. And I understand Ozymandias' thought process. Yeah. I think it's a little wonky at points because it's like he is like obviously like you can't have it where it's like he outs this idea to dr manhattan because he'd be like oh that's fucking stupid yeah um he has to trick the world as he says and i get that but i mean it does kind of again feel like we did we missed a step when it came to who's murdering people to hey i'm stopping nuclear war (laughs) (laughs) in a sense yeah yeah do you so i don't know if this has even like crossed your mind but and i don't know if Zack Snyder's and like clearly there was an intention because I uh, I'll I'll make my point. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's not like the biggest deal, but it is something that I did notice was that I think Ozymandias is homosexual. Maybe because when you see him during the intro mm-hmm. 
uh, of the film with the Bob Dylan song playing, you notice like it looks like he's kind of at like a gay pride parade thing going on. Mm. And then one thing that I noticed was when Rorschach, I think it's Rorschach is um, they're in the office and they're trying to like unlock the folder. Maybe mm-hmm. it was night owl. I don't exactly remember who, who found the folder, Yeah, but they find the folder. And something that I noticed was once they like got in, like with the password inside of the thing, there was a folder that literally just says boys. Oh, and I'm like, Clearly that was put there for on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like that was a, that, you know, that that's not like something that you wouldn't, you know, that's not like an unintentional thing. Like I didn't notice that. Yeah. Actually. So I, I was like, Oh, so I think they, again, not fleshed out and mm-hmm. not that it really matters, but clearly it mattered to Zack Snyder enough that he wanted to include it mm-hmm. was like the sexuality of Ozymandias. And yeah. I think that he might be a homosexual. I mean, that's cool. If it is, it's just, again, flush it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, <laughs> like like give us a little bit. Like at least like in the beginning, like we didn't know the character silhouette, but like we understood that she was a lesbian. Right, yeah. Like it's it's plain as day in that. So yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Um last thing with Ozymandias, like I I just love the fact that like that whole speech of like you really think that I would explain my entire plan yeah, right. and have an ounce that you could stop it. No, yeah. I set off the bombs 35 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Like, yeah, again, yeah. that's the reason why I think when we did villains, like he is top tier. Yeah. And he opinion. said, he, he literally says like, uh, this isn't a superhero movie or something yeah. like to that effect where exactly. it's like breaking the fourth wall. A little yeah. Bit. It's like, this isn't like, you know, I'm, it's already done. Mm-hmm. Like, cause in a, in a classic movie, right. You kind of, which it is kind of like annoying that kind of, which was a little, what, which was a con for me. But I think that him being kind of, you know, saying exactly what you said, where it's like, I can, it's already done. That set off the bombs. Mm-hmm. There is that kind of traditional scene that we've seen a hundred times of, the bad guy explaining the entire plan. It's yes. just like, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> duh. Yeah. <laughs> so like that always kind of annoys me a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think getting to that point where he's like, again, I already set off the bombs. Yeah. It, it makes it a little bit more bearable for me. Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that it took like the norm and put a twist on it. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Manhattan has, is probably one of the most comp- complex mm-hmm. uh, characters in the movie. Yes. Because he kind of what you were saying is that like he does not move through time the way that we do. Mm-hmm. And and the way that Ozymandias tricked him into con- in thinking that he was giving cancer yes. to all of his past lovers and that friends. That makes Ozymandias a supervillain. Yeah. That right there yeah, makes yeah. him a bad guy. Yeah, but like, I guess. But really well done. Oh, yeah. And he's really interesting. Like, getting... When you see his backstory mm-hmm. and you see him just as a man and then getting stuck and then... I mean, listen, the really cool when he's like, you know, you know, uh, on this day, uh, these people saw just like an ex uh, like yes. a skeleton appear mm-hmm. and then it disappeared. And then on this day they saw like a half of a human and then it disappears and the, and the, and you get to see him forming really cool. Um, but man, is he fucking complicated? Yes. Because he literally is at the point where like he no longer cares about humans. Right. He understands that life goes on without humans. Yeah. And having that tie of the silk specter, as like the last remaining piece and then also like his ex-girlfriend like that's it like he has that like picture in his pocket 
and then just dropping it on Mars like later on. Like it's really cool because you you literally get to see almost a form in a film of what if God was here? Yeah. What would happen? Yeah. He's um there's there's a really interesting point that I wanted to make about so like we you know, we kind of spoke about it where where he's in Vietnam mm-hmm. and he decides to not save that woman. Yes. Because the comedian literally says to him, like, you know, Dr. Manhattan says, you know, you shot her. She was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the comedian says, yeah, like you could have turned the bullets into steam or the gun into whatever. Like, you know, you, could, you yeah, you could have fucking like done it, but you didn't. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. And then, and then Ozymandias is like just looking and he's like, I don't know. It's like, why didn't you? Mm-hmm. And I guess it's because he's God. Yeah. And you can't interfere like you know there's a whole like argument of people who are really religious or or not religious would say you know if a god is real why would they allow this mm-hmm. to happen right kind of like a free will thing like you can't intervene right you gotta just let things happen yeah exactly so it's like if god was walking among us would you expect him to inter intervene with things just because he's he- a physical being now instead yeah. of a magic man in the clouds. Like what's the difference, mm-hmm. right? If he's a God, he would be able to stop it from up in the sky. Yeah. He'd be able to like, versus, just, you know, yeah, he'd be able to like cure famine and cancer right. and like give everybody six packs. Like, fucking, <laughs> like that's, that's just how that's he would shallow be. We go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it makes a good point where it's like, you know, it brought, a kind of realistic side to it. Yeah, and but then again, it's complicated because the there's a really great um, interaction between I believe it was Night Owl and Silk Spectre, where Silk Spectre says, "I don't even know if he really cares about me anymore. I think he's just pretending." Mm-hmm. And the Night Owl says, "Well, if he's pretending, that means that he really cares." So, like the idea of him, you know, the fact that he does he cares enough to pretend to act like he's caring about you clearly means that he still cares about you. Yeah. So. There is a care. There's he, he cares about her. Yes. And he does, like, she does make him believe in, like, the side of humanity again. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, he's the one, or she's the one that kind of, when they're on Mars, yeah. she's the one that kind of is, like, the nail in the coffin where it's like, you know, we deserve to go on, mm-hmm. you know? Because he was just going to let us get fucking wiped oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in a sense, rightfully so. Like, yeah. I mean, he literally has like this great speech where it's like, you know, you think the caverns on Mars give a shit about like building a duplex or like a fucking uh, a mall here. Yeah. It's like, no, they're going to go on as is. Right. Exactly. It's it, it's a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Also, something else that I, I really enjoyed about the movie was I really liked the idea of including the superheroes throughout really prominent things in history. Mm-hmm. Like yes. The with comedian, comedian being like the assassinate, like he, yes. him assassinating JFK or um, just any, like all of like the really cool things that are happening, like Andy Warhol, like yes. the whole thing of like Andy Warhol being or painting. Um, mm-hmm. Who was it? I think it was night owl. Yes. In like his really famous painting like mm-hmm. that is really, really cool. And just the idea of like including them throughout history, kind of like a Forrest Gump thing. Yes. It kind of like, like solidifies them. Right. Because in they, history. And, and there's, and there's, a, you know, 
because of them, there's a slight change of, of like of history, right? There's an alter, there's, there's mm-hmm. an altering of history because the U S wins Vietnam in this movie yeah. because of Dr. Manhattan rather than just going home and being like, Oh, well draw kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Chalk one for both of us. <laughs> yeah. But like in this movie, you know, we win the war because yeah. of Manhattan. And then because of that, Nixon gets elected for a third term. Mm-hmm. And, there's all of these things throughout history that are, that are now changing because of the Watchmen, and I just like that a lot. I yeah. like the idea of of an alternate universe and actually having them be a part of it and having them alternate history. Because mm-hmm. you have to. There's a lot, man. Like to yeah. to to start being like, okay, hey, let's inc- like let's include this guy into this you know part of the war, and then have that alter history like mm-hmm. like you have to then think about that like how would that alter history oh, okay we would win the war okay yeah. that means that nixon would not like that means that nixon would get elected mm-hmm. and, and then blah 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 blah, blah. like yeah. all these things like you have to think about all of it it fucking spider webs at that yeah. point like you really yeah like it's really you gotta cool, add everything in and i think that was really really cool about it yeah i love um it. what kind of themes did you take away from this because um, like i i took like i tried like there's a couple of different things yeah um a, a basic one is kind of like finding your identity because of, uh, it's so easy. Like they're fucking mass vigilantes. Yeah. Um, there is a very big thing of like nuclear war and communism with this film. Oh yeah. Um, pride of patriotism is what I got to because like in a sense they are legally government property. Like they're right. fighting the fight for yeah. the U S. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this is a side of, like, when patriotism goes too far and when, like, the people revolt back and they decide, like, we don't want mass vigilantes anymore. We're going to outlaw them. Yeah. And then them trying to find their identity back to it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't really write down at least, like, themes plot-wise for this film. I do, I do have, like, one theme that I that I wrote down, but I think that... The thing that stuck out to me the most out of everything in this movie was Zack Snyder's voice in this film mm-hmm. instead of the characters. And the thing that I took away the most was that I think that Zack Snyder was really trying to make a argument or just state on how pop culture kind of shapes us mm-hmm. as a society. Um I don't think that that was probably what was going on in the graphic novel, mm-hmm. but I think that Snyder really like the, like what we were saying of like the inclusion of the Watchmen being included in an Andy Warhol painting mm-hmm. or uh, just the whole idea of like the Watchmen are now in this universe. They are a thing. They are pop culture. Yeah. Right. Like you can imagine living in a world where on the front of a TMZ magazine, Rorschach is like yeah. being seen, <laughs> like, you know, like whatever it may be. Right. Like it's so pop culture. And I think that the reason why Zack Snyder made this movie and, you know, kind of circling it back to what we were saying about how it was ahead of its time again is like we as we as a society were being, you know, 
being bombarded with the X-Men and mm-hmm. the Dark Knight and whatever, like all of those superhero yeah, films the at norm. that time. And that was our pop culture. We were just getting fucking, mm-hmm. you know, bombarded with it. And then he was like, fuck that. Yeah, like, we're going to do something different. I'm going to give you on the surface level what you are imagining, what you, you know, what you think you're walking into is another zero, a superhero film. And then I'm going to just bombard you with heavy themes mm-hmm. and gore and gritty violence and uh, and a noir style story. Yeah. And it's just so, you know, different than what we were used to. So I think that for me, that was like the biggest thing that I took away was just the idea of how pop culture can shape us and how Zack Snyder was probably feeling at the time about it. How I like he that. was probably feeling really like nauseous about it. And yeah. He's like, we got to do something different here. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too. Cause it's like, if you go back and watch the trailer, like the trailer is all the fight scenes. This, the trailer is marketed like a regular Marvel DC movie. Yeah. And that's why I think it didn't do well originally in the box office. Right. And then people kind of came around to it because like it isn't, it is a superhero film, but it's not at the yeah, same time. And this movie, man, this movie is like, you, I looked up this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like split down the middle. Mm-hmm. Like people either love this film or mm-hmm. hate this film. And I don't know if it's just because they just weren't ready for it. Yeah. Or if it was because, again, like diehard Watchmen fans and they think that the graphic novel wasn't done justice mm-hmm. or what it was. I think it's a very good movie. I love this film. I can't I, ima- I don't see really like for so here. Let me let me ask you one question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that knowing the source material before watching this film is better or worse? I'm always a firm believer that like when and I've told you this before. Like anytime that there is like a superhero movie that is based off of a comic, the comic should be exactly like the film like that it's no if ands or buts the like other way. yeah the, the film other should sorry be like the comic, yeah. right? the the film should mirror the comic either exactly or like baseline the same yeah and i get pissed off when stuff doesn't go that changed. way like i hate days of futures past because of that um civil war i just did not care for because of that like all these comics that like were made into films and it's like you didn't follow the fucking source material. The actual script is right fucking there. <laughs> Use it. Yeah. And Watchmen, like V for Vendetta, is one of the only ones that I find where it's like, it did it justice for me. Like, yeah. I've read the graphic novel twice. I've seen this movie like four to five times at this point. Like, I actually believe that this did it justice. Yeah. To me, the only difference was... At the very, very end, they blamed it on Dr. Manhattan versus in the graphic novel where they were like, hey, what if fucking giant squid alien monsters came? That's it. <laughs> this is fucking... Right. Which, like, that, which happens in the TV show. Yes. In the series, which I don't think you watched. I watch, didn't watch right? it yet. It's worth it. I think it's good. I think you would appreciate it. I want to. I, I definitely want to, especially after doing this. Like, yeah. I think it's, it's worth it to, like, watch the show. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I give it eight and a half beans out of ten. Yeah, I was feeling like an eight for me. Um, I don't know. I, I guess... Because me, I never when I saw this movie originally, I never, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't even know what the hell the Watchmen was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I did not know the source material. Yes, yeah, so you went into it blind, right? Going into a blind, uh, I still think that it was good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, yeah, I guess like for me, it's just like I don't really see the like the divide, like no, I, I as know. to why because it's a it's good like, film. It's a good movie. It's 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 a little maybe overly. Uh, 
comic book, but that's mm-hmm. also the point because yeah. it's a fucking comic book movie. Yeah. Like that's what it is. So like, I don't know. I think that people, it's like the movie is, is more grounded in reality and you get to see it's gritty, but it's also not grounded in reality because of the source material. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe people just didn't know what the fuck, like what the hell was going on. Like I they're like, I, I, I can't. It's all, I literally it, think it's because like everybody was expecting this to be a normal superhero yeah, film, and it just wasn't. And because Watchmen was not that well known as a graphic novel, people just assumed that it was going to be like the normal thing, but just yeah. weirder fucking Batman and and Superman. Yeah, but I, want, I wonder what Alan Moore's thoughts are on the film. I meant to look that up. I I I feel I I couldn't. I swear I saw like something that like he he loved it, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's a weird guy though. He believes in the snake god. So and he's like very kind of like he's like kind of known for like not he doesn't do like a lot of interviews. Yes. He doesn't like being out in like the public face a lot. Mm-hmm. He's just. But I think recluse. he is doing one show where it's like he reads like horrible books. Okay. <laughs> like just out loud and like that's just it. <laughs> and I'm All like, right. okay, well if that's the case, I want to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, overall though, I think it's a good movie mm-hmm. and I think that it's aged well. Yeah. Except like here and there, CGI is a little dated. Dr. Manhattan at points look a little dated, but like other than that, I think it holds up. Yeah. And the story I think holds up too. I mean, yeah. like by aging well, like I think that again, he was ahead of his time. So it's so funny to see this movie, you know, back whatever, 2009, I think mm-hmm. it was, you said. Yep. Um, and like movie or in like t- television series and other movies today are like coming out with that concept and people think it's like new. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, could you imagine if Superman was bad? Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, <laughs> this was already done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's a good movie though. Does yeah. Zach have a recommendation? I do. And it kind of goes along with comic book esque stuff. Because um, as you know, I, one of my, like, two of my favorite things are wrestling and comic stuff. Um, and that got put together. And lately, I've been watching the YouTube channel by the wrestler from AEW, All Ego Ethan Page. Um, he what does a couple. Yeah, I know. He does a couple of vlogs. Um, he does like workout ones. He does like backstage vlogs with uh, like everybody that's in AEW. Um, but my favorite ones that I've been watching from him are his toy hunts, where <laughs> him being this is such a nerdy. Oh yeah, it's, well, it's a nerdy episode. <laughs> like fucking a comic book. <laughs> Um, but like, I love watching him like go to like these different spots, like around the U S and ones that I want to check out now because like, they're just so like extravagant with like the stuff that they have and the, the points of like watching him and like other members of the show just get like super excited for stuff like that they had as a kid. Mm. Um, I think that's like the biggest thing. That's part of the reason why, like whenever I collect like stuff, it's like the nostalgia of it. Yeah. Um. They like a lot of Power Ranger stuff. I was never that big into Power Rangers, but like, still some cool stuff in there. <laughs> uh, and it's just a it's a cool time, like just watching them go through and like showing off places and then like giving them like a, a decent exposure for people. Yeah. So this is a YouTube channel. Yes. So it's Ethan Page's Toy Hunt, like the Toy Hunt vlog. Okay. Cool. All right. Thanks, Frank. What are we doing next? Oh boy. I always got to come up with a fucking idea. On the spot. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're doing favorite reptiles in movies. <laughs> yeah, eventually we're going to get to that point where yeah. we're, we're just really running out of ideas. <laughs> Who's your favorite lizard? <laughs> um, so I wanted to kind of have a discussion about on-screen deaths versus off-screen deaths. Okay. And... 
the impact that they can have, how you feel about them, which one might be better. Can can an off-screen death still hold the same weight as an on-screen death? Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. So look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me.